Good morning. Uh, my name is Pastor Randy, and I'm teaching pastor here at St. Peter, and uh, glory to God, this week marks my uh, completion of my third year already, uh, how time goes, but uh, how fun to be on the team with Pastor Micah and his leadership and the whole staff and school, and uh, just see incredible wins that God is working every single day as we do his work on earth. Got a question for you this morning as we start our message today, and it is, have you ever sang a victory song? Have you ever sang a victory song? I'm reminded back to one uh, event that's kind of in my mind. Uh, back when I was a freshman in high school on the varsity soccer team, uh, we took the bus about an hour and a half north in Michigan uh, to play a game, and that game we pulled off quite a victory, and I will never forget on the way back as a freshman on this high school bus listening to the juniors and seniors break out in song. And the song I didn't know at the time, but do now they were singing Blackwater by the Doobie Brothers. Want to hear some funky Dixieland, pretty mama gonna take me by the hand, by the hand, hand, take me by the hand, pretty mama gonna dance with your daddy all night long. And they must have sang this song about four, five, six times. Uh, and it was just this incredible moment where victory and singing went together. And maybe you know that in your own life, where after some kind of personal victory, you break out in a song. Uh, maybe at work you finished a big project that you were working on, and you couldn't help after where that was all turned in, submitted, and your boss smiled on it. Man, you just broke out into some song, or, or maybe it was one of those really long days, and you finally got the children in bed and mom and dad were out there in the living room just breaking out in song or that crying child finally cried itself to sleep and you were out there in the living room right, doing this. There are also times when after team victories we break out in song. I'm thinking of Queen. We are the champions, my friends. Or maybe Carrie Underwood's the champion. But on many levels, even personally, victory and singing go hand in hand. And you know we find the exact same thing in the Bible. So many times in both testaments, after God works a personal or national victory, His people cannot but break out in song. Deborah, after her victory over Sisera, Hannah and Zechariah, after their victory over infertility, Mary, that God chose her to bear the Messiah, the angels on the fields over Bethlehem at night, just sounding the chorus, glory to God in the highest. Simeon, later that week when he got to hold the baby Jesus in his arms, couldn't help but break out in song. And then in Revelation 5, we're told that no one is found worthy to open the last seal. 
and there's great sadness and almost depression. But then the lamb is found worthy to open the last seal. And you can read it, the throne room just breaks out in victorious song. And as we look at these songs in the Bible, these songs are not about personal bravado or some kind of self-chest-thumping strength or even a national anthem. Every time there's a song in the Bible like this, it's always celebrating God and another victory that he has worked for his people. In our time today, we're going to look at the first ballad in the Bible. The artist is Moses. And the setting is the far side of the Red Sea. They had just experienced the tenth plague throughout the land of Egypt, the death of every firstborn male and animal. And Pharaoh had had enough. He ordered all two million Israelites to leave the land of Egypt and get out of there. And so as these two million Israelites and their livestock slowly made their way from the land of Egypt to Sinai, the mountain of God, Pharaoh had a change of heart. Why did we just let all of our slave labor go? And so he immediately got his best forces and went after the Israelites, and Pharaoh caught up and pinned them against the Red Sea. And some of the Israelites saw Pharaoh's army on their six and said, you know, we should just surrender and wave a white flag and go back to servitude in Egypt. But the pillar of cloud that leads God's people by day shifted from the front of the Israelite camp and it moved to the rear of the Israelite camp where God protected his people's six. And that night, God caused a very strong wind to blow over the waters of the Red Sea. And the waters were parted with very deep walls on each side. And as God protected their six, those two million people and all their livestock and possessions crossed on dry ground through the middle of these two walls of water. And then when all the Israelites had made it across, Egypt in their pride went into those waters after them. And at daybreak, God told Moses to stretch out his hand again, and the waters returned to their normal state with Pharaoh's army in their midst. It's the greatest act a victory that God worked for his people in the entire First Testament of the Bible. And what do you think the first thing is that Moses does safely on the dry shores of the Red Sea? He breaks out in song because victory and singing go hand in hand. And notice this song, Moses writes to the Lord, but it's also about the Lord. 
So this describes to us who our God is and what he does for his people. Check out these lyrics with me. Moses saying, I will sing to the Lord, for he is highly exalted. The horse and its chariot he hurled into the sea. The Lord is my strength and song, and he has become for me salvation. This is my God, and I will praise him. My Father's God, and I will exalt him. The Lord, man of war meaning that we have a warrior God who willingly goes into battle for his people and leads them to victory. The Lord is his name. Pharaoh's chariots and his army he has cast into the deep. This was not some ragtag army. This was not a group of hired mercenaries or second-tier rebellion fighters. This was Pharaoh's choicest army. The choicest of his chariot officers, Egypt's special forces, the strongest army in the world, sunk in the Red Sea. No match at all. For our God. Primordial depths covered them, and they went down in the depths like a stone. Anyone ever taken a young child, niece, nephew, grandchild fishing with just a hook and a bobber? And maybe you cast it in the pond or the gently flowing river, and, and the worm was just kind of going like this under the surface. And the bobber isn't even doing its job right. So maybe you reeled it back out and, and then you put even a tiny split shot sinker on that line above the hook and then you cast it again. And what happens to that worm or bait now? It goes right down quick and the bobber then immediately bobs and does its thing. That's the picture here with the strongest army in the world. They sank like a stone. And then Moses gives all the glory to this right hand of the Lord. The right hand, O Lord, is glorious in strength. Your right hand, O Lord, shatters the enemy. You can almost see Moses going up to his brother Aaron for a chest bump. Or Moses going like this as he's looking at the sunken army in the Red Sea, or maybe he's even doing one of these on the shore as he's singing this song. But the testimony at the Red Sea that day is a message for Egypt or any nation or people or government or leaders to know and not mess with the right hand of our God. In fact, look at how the rest of the Bible describes the right hand of our God. Isaiah says it is righteous, and his right hand is attributed with the work of creation. And for those who are his children, the right hand of God is a place of delight. 
and for his children, the right hand of God is a refuge. And the right hand of God works salvation for his people. And Psalm 63 pictures the right hand of God holding you. Whatever you are in your life right now, the right hand of God, the same one that worked victory over the biggest army in the world, is holding you and upholding you. And the right hand of God is exalted. And the right hand of God is victorious. And the right hand of God is the rightful messianic throne. When God showed himself to be the real warrior for his people and he came down as a babe in Bethlehem, Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ went to that cross and defeated our biggest foe, sin, Satan, and death. What does the creed say? Because the Bible says, he was crucified, died, buried, rose again on the third day, and ascended where? Jesus ascended to the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. We are a people who sing because we are a people who in this God are victorious. And Jesus has taken his rightful messianic throne at the right hand of God. That's why when we truly begin to grasp our God, we can't just talk about him, but we have to sing. I want to go forward in time in the Bible. I want to take you to Revelation 15. And Revelation 15 actually pictures the future you. Do you want to know in Revelation 15 what the future you is doing? It actually pictures the future you also standing by a sea. But this time it's not the Red Sea. It's a sea of glass. Perfect peace and tranquility, the quiet waters of Psalm 23. And in the hands of some of you, there are harps. And guess what the future you is doing? You are singing. And guess what song the future you is singing? The Song of Moses and the Lamb. So if the future you is singing the Song of Moses, then what did God just work for you and for me? Victory over our forever foes. Sin Satan and death, the full and final victory are ours at the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. And so not just a golden oldie, 
The song of Moses is still at the top of heaven's billboard, and it will be until the day when we are around the throne singing it too. And so because this is the future you, and this is the future me, and this is our future song, why don't we start to learn the lyrics now? But here is the Song of Moses remix. Would you please speak the words that are italicized on the screen together? Great and marvelous are your works, O Lord God the Almighty. Righteous and true are your ways, O King of the nations. Singing and victory hand in hand. Now, and for eternity. Amen.